Hello, welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. It's Thursday, October 10th, and I'm Olaya Studio. Patients with disorders such as asthma or COPD are routinely treated with a combination of bronchodilator and anti-inflammatory glucocorticoid. But the efficacy of these drugs is not the same for all patients, especially for those with severe disease. On this subject, the Lancet Respiratory Medicine is publishing on October 28th one article presenting the findings from four clinical trials that assess the efficacy and safety of a novel inhaled drug, RPL554. I am delighted to be joined by one of the authors of this paper, Clive Page, who is a professor of pharmacology from the Sackler Institute of Pulmonary Pharmacology, Institute of Pharmaceutical Science, King's College London in the UK. I started by asking him to tell me about the background of the study and the rationale for them undertaking this series of trials. Clearly, airways obstruction and inflammation are important underlying mechanisms contributing to diseases of the lungs, such as asthma and COPD. And currently, we use bronchodilators and anti-inflammatory agents in the form of long-acting beta agonists or anticholinergic drugs alongside inhaled glucocorticosteroids, either separately or combined in the same inhaler. We were very keen to try and find a novel drug that had both properties in a single molecule. We developed this drug RPL554 because we were interested to try and find a single molecule that had the complementary activity of bronchodilation and anti-inflammatory actions. We undertook this series of trials to first of all establish that this drug, when administered to humans for the first time, was safe by the inhaled route, and then to very rapidly show that there was a beneficial effect in patients with COPD and asthma in terms of bronchodilation. And the fourth trial we've extended to really look whether the drug is also an anti-inflammatory agent at doses that it's bronchodilator. Can you briefly explain the main findings of the trials? So the paper that we've, we've just published on, on this drug is a collection of four proof-of-concept studies where we've shown for the first time that if this drug is nebulized to people who have asthma or COPD, that it can have a profound bronchodilator activity, which we believe is because of its effect on inhibiting the enzyme phosphodiesterase 3 that's found in airway smooth muscle. And this is quite important because it's the first novel class of bronchodilator for this condition for many years. But we've also found that at the same doses that the drug is acting as a bronchodilator in patients with astral COPD, it is also able to have a very significant anti-inflammatory effect in the airways of at least in healthy volunteers that have been challenged with an inflammatory insult. And we have particularly shown that this drug at bronchodilator doses is able to reduce the influx of neutrophils and other inflammatory cells into the lung in response to an irritant in a model that's been used by many other investigators to, to really evaluate novel anti-inflammatory drugs. And as such, the paper summarizes the first 100 people that have received this drug and allowed us, I think, to suggest this is a promising drug going forward, having these two complementary properties. And why did you choose to look at patients with both asthma and COPD? in the study at both patients with asthma and COPD because ultimately we think this drug will be of value in the treatment of both sets of patients. They both have inflammation, they both have uh, airways obstruction and of course at the moment current bronchodilators and anti-inflammatory drugs are used in both conditions. Clearly as a small company that was involved in, in helping this study, we can't do both diseases in the beginning on our own. So we've actually started initially by studying asthmatics because they were 
easier to actually find. And, and of course, you're initially interested in whether the drug has got any safety concerns. And we wanted to make absolutely sure in otherwise healthy asthmatics that we had the desired activity, but that there wasn't any untoward effects. And we've then progressively move forward to study patients with COPD where they often have comorbidities and ultimately that, that will be the first group of patients that we hope to have this drug approved for in the future. There have been very few new drugs in respiratory medicine in recent years. Why do you think this is? Well, I think it's been a, a real problem, the development of new drugs in this area, largely because I think of the complexity of both asthma and COPD and many of the hypotheses about how asthma and COPD come about I think have been challenged with the failure of other drug classes, many of which, of course, have been novel anti-inflammatory drugs. We, on the other hand, I think have gone for a mechanism that was has been known for some time to be a very important mechanism in regulating airway smooth muscle tone and also in inflammation. And, and so I think, in a way, we've taken a fairly established mechanism but done something that no one else has done before, which is to actually find a molecule that is able to have both of these activities. By doing this, we've got a broad spectrum of pharmacological activity that's clinically relevant to both patients with asthma or COPD, whereas many people have taken the approach of either just getting longer-acting versions of old classes of drugs, such as beta agonists or musculonic receptor antagonists, or in the inflammation area, They've targeted individual cytokines or inflammatory mediators that have turned out not to be as important as we thought they were. And to conclude, could you please tell us what the findings mean for clinical practice and what further research is needed? Clearly, these are very early studies. We've only looked at just about 100 people. We think, though, that this is very important because it provides clinicians potentially with a, a totally novel class of bronchodilator, which in the beginning we're going to do further studies to say, if we add this on top of existing therapy, can you get extra clinical benefit where perhaps existing drugs have maxed out on their clinical benefit? And this is quite important because we know that if you increase the doses of other drug classes, such as beta agonists and anticholinergics, there are growing concerns in the literature about their, their safety, particularly in patients with severe disease. If we could bring a new class of drug that we can add on top of that is working through a different mechanism. We think this has enormous potential, particularly in patients with severe disease. We're also very, very keen to expand the ability of this drug to, to show that its anti-inflammatory activity is related to its clinical benefit, both in patients with COPD and asthma. And clearly, we need to do further research on both of those. And on the additional bronchodilator activity, we're encouraged by some work we've recently published in a parallel paper, which we've referred to in the, the paper in the Lancet Respiratory Medicine, which shows if we add RPL554 to other classes of bronchodilators, such as um, an anticholinergic or a long-acting beta agonist, we do get profound interaction, positive interaction. We get greater bronchodilation when we add this new class of bronchodilator to, to existing ones. If we can show that activity in the clinic, I think it will be of, of tremendous um, interest to people. The second important piece of research I think that's required and could be of enormous benefit in clinical practice is the growing concern 
of using glucocorticosteroids to treat inflammation in patients with COPD. Where we know that there is a potential of the increased risk of pneumonia, of course, having an alternative to a glucocorticosteroid to treat the inflammatory response in patients with COPD could be a very important step going forward. Great. Well, thank you very much. This was very interesting. Hopefully, this new drug will be useful for many patients with obstructive airway diseases. Thank you very much for your attention, and we hope you find the study of interest. Thank you very much, Clive, for being with us today, and many thanks to you all for listening. See you next time.